Weatherport Morning Edition podcast. Hey there, folks. Welcome to this exclusive uh, audio-only edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, uh, recording here at probably around like, oh, 3.30, 4 a.m. in the morning on Saturday, uh, July 11th, I guess. And uh, I just decided to uh, do a quick episode for you guys for a couple reasons. Uh, didn't do a show on Thursday. So, uh, I will be doing the live show tonight, but, um, I couldn't, I couldn't really sleep, so I just figured I would, uh, do something creative, and for me, you know, one of the creative things I do, obviously, is podcasting. Um, another reason is also, though, because, uh, I wanted to, in full disclosure, I recently, uh, bought an iPad Pro. That's actually what I bought with my, uh, Trump bucks, as it were. And, uh, I've wanted a Pro one for a long time. I had, like, a standard iPad, but for what I'm doing in college, um, with some of the more technical stuff with my degree, um, you know, which entails writing and graphic design and just general production stuff. I needed a Pro. Um, you know, I have, I have a MacBook Pro, but I figured, um, you know, when the time was right and I had the money, I would also get an iPad Pro. So that's why I did, and I love it. But one of the things that also appeals to me about this is that one of uh, the features is that they have studio-quality microphones built in uh, to the iPad. And I've wanted a portable rig for a long time that I can just, you know, kind of throw in my bag and do podcasting on the go. So hopefully the audio from this is good enough with uh, maybe some minor post-production editing with, uh, you know, some of these podcast production apps that are coming out that I can, uh, you know, actually do kind of a portable podcast, Rick. Um, Tried this out with some, you know, brief audio before I started recording this episode, and it sounded pretty good. So let's see how a uh, more full-length episode sounds. Uh, But enough of the technical background stuff, enough of the nerd stuff. I just wanted to uh, put that out there, though, for the listeners so that you know that, yes, this is a partial experiment, but it is also a real episode of the podcast. Now, there are a couple things I want to talk about on this uh, episode, as it were. I want to, uh, I, I addressed the Discord thing pretty well 
on last week's show, on the 4th of July show. Um, and I've done a ton of YouTube videos on it, so I don't feel like I need to... Um, I don't feel like I need to address Discord specifically and what went on there. Um, you know, I am I am still bummed out about it, I'm not gonna lie. But it's not the end of the world. And um you know, it is it is what it is. For those wondering, yes, I did try to appeal um, the ban from Discord. And uh, I knew it wasn't going to... I knew they weren't going to uh, lift it. But I tried. I emailed them. And I basically said that, you know, hey, I got, you know, banned... Uh, you know, uh, the, the band claims I was engaged in targeted harassment. I've never really, I've never harassed anyone specifically or a group of people. So I'm not really sure what this is about. You know, please contact me and hopefully we can get this, uh, you know, sorted. Thank you. You know, blah, blah, blah. So that happened on, I actually sent that email out like on uh, July 3rd, I think it was. Yeah, I got, I got banned on like July 2nd, along with everyone else who was in the uh, Gavin McGinnis Discord. I sent that email on the 3rd, trying to appeal it. And uh, on the 4th of July, I woke up that morning and checked my, checked my email. And uh, unsurprisingly, the support ticket I had, you know, filed with Discord had gotten, um, you know, answered. And the guy who answered me basically said, you know, we've reviewed your, we've reviewed your, uh, you know, ticket. And we're upholding the ban. Uh, now, here's the real kicker. In the email, he said, uh, there's more information specifically about your ban in the previous email that we sent. So please check that. You know, thank you. Uh, Discord trust and safety, blah, blah, all that. So, I go back and I read that email again. And for those of you who, who don't, uh, you know, who haven't seen the video or haven't listened to the podcast from last week, basically... When I got banned for from Discord, um, well, a I, when I got when I actually got banned, I was in the midst of a DM conversation with someone uh, that wasn't even related 
to anything like political. I was in a non-political uh, Discord uh, server at the time, actually having a non-political chat with someone. Um, and I got logged out automatically on my phone because that's what I was using. And, um, you know, simultaneously, I got an email pop-up in the Gmail account I used for Discord and, you know, got that notice of account suspension email, right? And the email, the email I had received basically said, hello, you have been, you know, you have been, we have reviewed your account and you, you violated the Discord, uh, you know, rules and terms of service. You, you know, your account has been cited as engaging of targeted harassment of uh, groups and, and or individuals, uh, you know, and you may have also, and the other thing it is, and this was the real kicker, you may have also been involved in other activities which violate the Discord TOS, right? But they don't mention exactly, you know, which group I've quote-unquote, you know, been harassing or anything like that. Um, and, you know, this is... And I, I later come to find out, as I suspect that everyone else in the Gavin McGinnis Discord was permanently banned as well, right? All around the same time. That was pretty much like a given, right? So, and like I said, I've talked about the Discord ban in, in depth pretty much. You know, the event, how, you know, what led up to it, all that. I don't want to rehash that specifically, but... You know, so going back to when I emailed Discord support and got that email, you know, saying that they were upholding my ban and to, you know, check the email I had gotten sent. Why well, check that email that they had sent? And like I said, they didn't give any specifics. So I emailed them back and said, uh, no, I never got any specifics. You know, can, can, like, can you at least tell me what specifically I got, you know, banned for? Like, a specific chat log or, you know, something like that. And they never get, they never got a response. Or I never got a response from them regarding that. Now, I talked to someone else in the Gavin McGinnis Discord... Uh, you know, or I guess someone who was in the Gavin McGinnis Discord, I talked to someone else who I'd gotten banned um, and asked them about, you know, the appeal process. And they said that they, that they pr pretty much, you know, asked the same thing I did and got the same response. And, you know, they asked that, they then asked to see the apparent record you know, the chat log of what they got banned for. And I guess they got a response of, um, 
they weren't allowed to see the record. Like it was, like it's confidential or something. They, they can't see it. So, basically, Discord has now started to ban people and quote-unquote, we'll use legal terms here. I know this isn't the law, but, you know, just for the sake of this argument. Let's go with this metaphor. So Discord arrests and charges members of the uh, GMD with targeted harassment. But when the accused asks for proof and specific examples of this, Discord HQ simply says, nope, we can't actually show you what you're, you know, what, why you're being accused of this. We're just going to tell you and we're going to prosecute you. We've already decided that you're guilty and we're going to you know, quote-unquote, ban you, or, you know, or in legal terms, lock you up and throw away the key. You know, there's no chance for you to appeal this, right? That's basically what Discord is doing at this point. So, you know, that's how it... My point in bringing that up with Discord is if they're going to ban people, I feel like they should at least give the ban people a little bit more of a reason why they were banned, like maybe a specific record or something. You know, if like a chat log or something. You know, and if they wanted to, like, you know, anonymize other names in the chat or something, they could and still show the records. At least, you know, the person could know what they said wrong, I guess. But right now, Discord is just leaving, you know, people high and dry and, you know, basically banning people for no good reason, right, other than what we can all assume is wrong think that doesn't line up with, you know, the Discord uh, staff's personal, political, and moral agenda, right? That's what I think we can, you know, anyone with a brain can pretty much figure that out. Now, the reason why I bring this all up is because, uh, you know, Obviously, this happened with Discord, but this could happen on other platforms um, as well. And speaking of being banned on other platforms, uh, my friend Apex Gamma was banned from YouTube on the 4th of July, actually. Um, And... In a way, I'm not surprised, but in a way, I am 
for, I guess, a couple of reasons. Uh, the reason why I'm not surprised is because he was, you know, clipping video of Owen and, you know, of Owen Benjamin. And Owen Benjamin says some crazy, you know, shit out there on the internet, as we, as we know, right? But what did surprise me is, A, the fact that it took YouTube, like, two years to ban Apex, Apex Gamma from YouTube, right? And he got, like, three strikes in a row, rapidly. So his account was banned instantly, pretty much. The other thing that, I guess, you know, surprised me is the fact that the videos he had posted were, like, from two years ago or, you know, like, a year and a half ago. Whenever I first met Apex Gamma and he started doing the Owen Benjamin expose videos, right? right? So these weren't, like, new recent videos that, that Apex had done. These were from a while ago, and... They just got him banned from YouTube. Um, so that was, you know, surprising and, and, you know, dismaying. But to YouTube's credit, I will say, at least their system of banning people lets, you know, people know, like, what specifically they got banned for. I'm not saying it's good, but it's better one than what Discord does, if only slightly. Now, why am I bringing up the censorship thing, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it's because we are, we are definitely in peak uh, clown world, world levels. And like I've said before, I tend, I tend to be a very optimistic guy. I, um, I am still somewhat optimistic about the future at this point, folks. I am jaded yet optimistic, uh, which that might be the name of this episode title for all I know. I kind of like it. Um, yes, I'm op I'm still optimistic about the future, but I'm also jaded. Why? Because the left has gone so far left, especially in Silicon Valley, that now even the more rational and I guess quote unquote non controversial people uh, are also now getting banned. And that's just the way things are. Um, you know, it, it sucks. It really does. And that's not to say, to say I've never said anything controversial. 
Um, but I'm not someone who goes around trying to stir up, you know, trying to consciously stir up controversy, I guess. But this also just goes to show how nuts everything is. Because rather than me say something like, um, you know, I'm 110% behind Black Lives Matter as a movement, right? And all cops are bad and all that stuff. I've always been, you know, pretty nuanced as to say stuff like, you know, yeah, obviously there are there are shitty cops out there, but hold on. We need to have a nuanced conversation about this type of thing, right? Because clearly there are bad cops out there. And, you know, clearly a disproportionate of those, you know, bad cops are going after black people in an unfair way. But that's not all cops. Right. And, you know, and then there are other factors like, you know, a disproportionate amount of black crime and whatnot. Right. So. It is entirely possible, and I hate to borrow this phrase from Joe Rogan, but it is entirely possible to, you know, think that like Black Lives Matter and that there are good cops, right? Um, but that's not the way things work in 2020. You either have to be on one side or the other. And, you know, Black Lives Matter is just one example of this. The other example, and this is where I find myself kind of battling this out, you know, a lot these days. And it's kind of been like an off and on battle that I've faced, but it's still there nonetheless. So, you know, with the whole coronavirus, you know, or COVID-19 or whatever we're calling it now, uh, you know, by the time you listen to this, you know, I, I've I've never said that that the virus was fake. I've always believed that it's real, right? And I have always advocated for people doing whatever they need to do to, you know, take care of themselves. You know, wash your damn hands. Um, you know, exercise, you know, practice good hygiene, um, you know, stay optimistic, stuff like that. Um, 
I've never, you know, like I said, I've never denied that the virus was real. However, I've also said, you know, from, from the beginning of this, that, you know, politicians, you know, and the quote-unquote powers that be, will most certainly use the coronavirus to push political agendas and that they'll blow things out of proportion, which is exactly what they've done. So, you know, you, you, so, you know, and for some reason that makes me sound like, uh, I don't know. Some people think that because I think that the virus is being used for political purposes, they think that I'm one of those fake virus people, which I am not. Although, I will say, and I don't like saying this, but some of the fake virus people, I think, have a a good point, maybe, to some of this stuff. Right? That the government is, you know, trying to push through a lot of stuff, you know, in the name of this, of quote-unquote, like, curing this virus, right? And that this is getting politicized beyond ridiculous means. Beyond ridiculous uh, means. I, yeah. Like I said, I've never said that the virus was fake, but, you know, I do think it's overblown. And it's, I think, I think it's entirely possible to believe both. Um, I mean, this virus has definitely been politicized now. This, uh, this whole second wave of COVID that we're now seeing, quote-unquote, that's of, uh, you know, the second wave that's hitting Florida and, uh, Texas. As I said this, uh, you know, I said this last week on the 4th of July episode of the podcast with, uh, you know, Sean and Apex Gamma. Um, those are the only two states, Florida and Texas, where there were no, like, massively violent, you know, Black Lives Matter protests. Or, excuse me, riots that broke out. Um, you know, there was none of that. There were, peace, there were peaceful protests in Florida and in Texas, but, like, none of them really got violent, right? So, because Texas and Florida, which are both controlled by Republican governors, you know, were mainly peaceful... Well, in the meantime, all the Democrat, you know, cities and states, you know, had like endless amounts of rioting and, you know, looting and acts of vandalism and whatnot. The, uh, you know, the mainstream media decided to, you know, blame a, uh, you know, to say that a spike in COVID occurred because 
you know, Texas and Florida, quote unquote, reopened, you know, early, which was funny because, uh, you know, like, while we were opening, you know, people were, like, doing tests in the, in the, in the cases were not only, uh, you know, staying, like, pretty steady in Florida, some of them were actually going down in certain areas, despite the reopening. But, you know, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, reopening and then Memorial Day, I guess, was, you know, a big factor to, con- you know, according to the, to the media. But nothing about, you know, all of the protests a- across the nation that might have led to a rise in corona. Right? That's why people... That's why people are beginning to get skeptical of all this. And I understand it. And I don't, I don't blame the skeptics. Um, and, you know, as far as the mask thing goes, I mean, I've, I've been pretty upfront with you guys. Um, I haven't really... I haven't really worn a mask, not because I'm, like, against wearing a mask, but because I really haven't needed to, only because I do stay at home, um, mostly. And then, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, I don't feel like I need to wear a mask just walking on neighborhood to be around like all my neighbors who I'm exposed to all the time anyway uh you know that just seems weird if if they have COVID they should cover themselves but I'm not going to I mean restaurants are a little bit you know of a different thing and I guess bigger stores like, uh, you know, Best Buy and Walmart, or like, I, I get that. I, I don't know why I picked those two, two stores, but whatever. Um, you know, like, if I, if I go into a crowded, you know, space where there's lots of people, obviously I wear a mask. Um, but if it's like a, if it's like a smaller, you know, area where there's, like, not a lot of people. Eh. Do I really need to be wearing a mask, like, when no one is around? You know, I'm like, even at, even at McDonald's, right? Like, as long as the staff is, like, you know, wearing proper coverings. You know, and as long as there's not a lot of people there, and if I'm just, you know, running up to grab something, you know, to the one right by my house, do I really need one? You know, I mean, I guess, yeah, now I do, because they they made that, like, a rule recently that I guess now you can't even come in without, like, a mask, Uh, you know, which is unfortunate. Um, 
But I mean, you know, suffice it to say, I think there are instances where you can, you know, get away with wearing a mask and then, you know, with or without wearing a mask, I should say, excuse me. And then I think there are instances where you definitely should wear a mask, you know, and it like specifically to if a company asks you to wear a mask, like or if a business asks you to wear a mask, um, then, you know, you definitely then you most definitely should. And, uh, you know, a prime example of that is uh, the Apple store, right? Like, I have a relative who works at the Apple store and who, um, basically, um, you know, like I said, this person works, works for the Apple store, the, the family member. And, um, this person told me that basically they, Apple has had to start closing down all the Apple stores again because people won't wear masks and it's not worth risking employees' safety and other customers' safety, right? So, you know, it sucks because no one likes wearing them, but now because some people won't, I guess they've now had to close the store again to everyone, and, you know, it just sucks. So, you know, like, like, when I, when I don't wear a mask, when, it, when I don't wear a mask, it's not a it's not a political statement. And then when, when I do wear a mask, it's not a political statement either. Like your whole morality shouldn't really, you know, depend on whether or not like you're quarantining good or, you know, quarantining bad or rebelling against the quarantine good or rebelling against the quarantine in, in a bad way. And like, that's the ultimate thing is you know, people are, like, really politicizing this in a really messed up way when, you know, really we should just focus honestly on, like, just trying to talk to each other rationally about these things. You know, but unfortunately we can't, and, uh, you know, but I think we should try at least. That's what I'm trying to do here tonight you know, and I'm trying to, and I'm trying to encourage you guys to, uh, you know, stay optimistic and stay positive about the future. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is that is kind of conspiracy related is, you know, do I think this virus is real? Yes. Do I think, you know, it's being blown up out of proportion by the deep state? Yes. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. You know, do I think Black Lives Matter? Well, obviously, yes. In fact, 
I'll take it one step further. I believe that, you know, black lives before birth matter too. Um, you know, similar to what Kanye said earlier this weekend. Uh, I don't want to get into Kanye on this podcast, but I probably will on tonight's live stream episode because it is quite honestly, uh, you know, let me just say this. Uh, Kanye amazes me sometimes in both good ways and bad ways, and sometimes both simultaneously. Uh, you know, I'll admit that. Um, so, you know, I'll cover what he had to say, but, you know, like, basically, like I said, I think, I think you can support black, I think you can support Black Lives Matter as a concept, but, you know, the organization is, you know, the organization and the whole slogan is basically, it's been co-opted, right, by far-left radicals. It's become politicized, right? Same thing with the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement, you know, set out and exposing, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein and, uh, you know, really, like, powerful, you know, uh, executives and people in positions of power who quite honestly did abuse their power and should have been, you know, maybe let go for creating a hostile, you know, work environment. Uh, you know, at the same time, though, then you have, you know, like, people like Lucy K, who, yes, you know, I know I brought this up, you know, did some lewd stuff, but it wasn't on the level as, you know, it wasn't the same stuff as, like, what Harvey Weinstein did. And yet once, like, once... Once Me Too got, got politicized, it definitely, you know, it basically started becoming a witch hunt thing. And I guess that's, like, the... uh you know, main message of tonight's, uh, you know, podcast is, you know, the big problem is we politicize everything when we really shouldn't. And I know I'm guilty of it too. Uh, but, you know, like maybe we stop like thinking of, you know, like COVID and Black Lives Matter strictly from political perspective, you know, then maybe when we might actually be able to get something done on it or, you know, or on those two different things. I am hoping so. But, uh, you know, in a way, folks, I want to thank you for just listening to me, to me ramble here. And uh, I'll be back tonight at 10 p.m., for the, uh, you know, live show. So thanks for listening to this little, you know, test podcast of mine on my iPad. And, uh, you know, like I said, really appreciate it. So...
Thanks, guys. And let's see if I can stop this now. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy.